One, two, three, four, five, six. Now, I've, I've decided to do these kind of um, conversation stroke interviews and I've got here, the, well, I call her a few different things. I call her <laughs> the queen of the workshop, um, my location wife, or Kurz. Um, <laughs> so if you could just tell people, who are you anyway? So, I'm actually Kirsten. <laughs> there you go. But I quite like the Queen of the Workshop. That's, yeah, that's kind of stuck, hasn't it? It is stuck, and I think you are the Queen of the Workshop. One of the things that I, I find about you is that you're quite, um, quite reserved, that you're very composed, um, suave and debonair, I should say, <laughs> but at the same time, you're quite composed. What, what, what type of person are you? That's what I want to know. How would you describe you? Well... I think um, I like the suave and debonair, okay, um, cool. but I'm, I'm not necessarily that. I suppose I perhaps just take a little bit of time to get to know, maybe. I'd like to think that I'm friendly and that I'm kind yes, and that are. I'm approachable. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, those are the things that I kind of look for in other people. So You are friendly and you are kind and you are approachable, I must yes. say that. Um, the one thing... I'm going to probably edit this out, but it's up to you whether you can answer it or not. One thing I found out about you the other day, which I was totally shocked about, is that you lived in Stonebridge. <laughs> of all the areas, you've got someone who deals with ceramics, fine porcelain, beautiful work is what you do, mm. and, but you lived in Stonebridge. Now, I know Stonebridge is quite a... Um, some of my family lived there, and it's quite okay. a rough area, okay? Yeah. So even some of my family that lived there don't want to live there. So how come you was in Stonebridge, and what, how long did you live there for? Yeah, I didn't live there for that, for that long. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> but you did live there? Yeah, of course right, I did. Yeah, okay. No, no, when I left home, that was the first place that I lived. I lived okay. in like a shared house there. Right. And um, I was working in central London at the time. Right. And I was looking for somewhere to live. And I'd got to know this really lovely sort of gang of like Irish girls who'd all okay. come over from Ireland. Oh, right, yeah. And um, they were quite good for me, actually. They were really sort of independent and they'd found this, well, house. <laughs> of <laughs> if you call it, yeah, a sort of house, yeah. <laughs> With about 12 <laughs> railway lines behind it. Okay. Freezing cold. Right, right. Um, and they asked if I wanted to share it with them. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... It was uh, That was your time in Stonebridge. That was my time in Stonebridge. <laughs> so how long did you live there? I can't remember. It's a very long time very ago, long. Jay. Um, probably for about a year, maybe. Okay. Something like that. Cool. Not that I'm long. Kind of moved in and, right. and moved out. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you, in my eyes, you are the queen of the workshop because mm. you sit there and you can see everything that's going on. Yeah. And you see people come in. You see the reactions they get. You also see um, other people working on things. What is it you like about the workshop? God, there's so much that I love about the workshop, actually. Um, I think sort of the initial thing that I kind of really fell in love with was the camaraderie. Okay. Because normally I just sort of work on my own. Right. And it's quite sort of isolating, really. Yeah. I mean, actually, I do enjoy that to a certain extent. um, And I do have customers coming in and seeing me. Okay. Um, but just coming here and actually sort of um, just being back in a workshop environment was really, really lovely. The so workshop of, with people? Yeah, workshop with people, like banter yeah. and kind of, you know, just that sort of chit-chat, yeah. comings and goings. All the stories that I sort of hear when I sit at my desk, I yeah. sit there and I'm just taking <laughs> it all in. <laughs> like the Queen, mm. you're just observing and mulling it all over, I would yeah. say, is what yeah. you do. 
and the other thing was um, it's just been so lovely to kind of meet all the other restorers. Okay. It's right. been quite a long time since I've sort of actually worked with other people restoring stuff. Right. And, um, You've done that before in the past then? You've worked so, with other people? Yeah, I have, yeah. So I've, where have you worked, like, with other people? You haven't done another repair shop? You haven't been cheating <laughs> on me, have you? What have you been doing? <laughs> no, what have you done? I think you'd know if I had. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> right. No, I, I guess kind of looking back when I started in restoration, okay. which was a very long time ago, sort of probably over 25 years ago. Okay, that's not that long ago. That's not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I guess I was in a workshop, um, you know, at college for two years with okay. other students, kind right. of, and that's where it all sort of began, really. And um, after that, I sort of, I did a few jobs. I worked on some building sites as a, um, a conservator. I thought he was going to say a labourer. I was just about to say, steady on, girl. Stonebridge, <laughs> Stone then labourer. It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> right. um, and again, sort of working on, on building sites, okay. it's, it's sort of, throws you all together like the conditions were really really hard we were yeah. doing up the um, mansion house in the city of london like restoring okay. that right and the criterion theater as well right and the conditions were awful you know we were using quite sort of heavy chemicals and stuff and yeah. up scaffolding and like i think when you're working in those conditions and you're freezing cold you yeah. kind of throws you all together yeah and yeah all, yeah we'll get on so so, um, and then in the past, I've sort of worked in um, museums and stuff. So, okay. But then for the last probably 95, let me think, sort of kind of 15 years, I've worked on my own. Done your own thing? Yeah. Okay. So to come back um, and be in the repair shop, yeah. it's just great. We're like sort of constantly, <laughs> oh, what are you doing there? What yeah, are you yeah. using there? It's yeah. like, what do you got on your desk? Yeah. It's kind of, oh, I've got one of those. How do you use yours? <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of, it's really, um, yeah, it's just been lovely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, really it is lovely. It hasn't ended yet, has it? No, no. No, it's not ended. Not. No, no, no. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about is what I, you said to me, during the break because sometimes some people think that we film the repair shop all the time mm -hmm. and we're always here yeah. but we do have a break yeah. and we go back to our normal business and our normal lives but you're going to go and do some training so is it important for you to actually still stay on top of your game because as far as I'm concerned you're like the best of the best hence why you're here and you're doing what you are really good at so I would say to myself well hold on how come you need to learn or why are you going to learn why do you want to learn so I think that is one of the things that makes the job so interesting, actually, is okay. the fact that, you know, you don't kind of sit down and learn it and then get on with it. It's right. like you are constantly sort of trying to develop your skills. Right. Um, always sort of trying to look at new ways of improving your techniques, the yeah. materials that you use. Yeah. And to do that, um, I think the best thing is to just sort of talk to other restorers other people that are kind of in the business yeah, yeah yeah and by having that sort of dialogue and sort of finding out what they're using and really sort of i think um i want to promote openness okay it's been quite promote a open yeah what do you mean openness i don't i don't get that one well i think restoration um certainly ceramic restoration has been quite a sort of secretive world okay um you know from a 
competition point of view, right. the stores have been quite secretive. Um, About their techniques and different exactly, things that they utilise. Exactly. Okay. So they've been secretive amongst each other, you would say. Yeah. It's quite a closed yeah. environment. Really All right. closed. Yeah, okay. not very open. Right. Um, sort of not wanting to sort of pass on information. Right. Um, and also the people that use you, right. um, they don't necessarily want other people to know that you're around because actually they quite like to have you for themselves. Okay. They kind of quite like to keep you hungry so okay. that you're there <laughs> right. ready to kind right. of do their work. So um, part of the training that I had um, was about actually let's try and sort of open this up. Let's okay. actually share information. Let's kind of speak to one another and be mm. open. And, um, you know, part of that is just talking about, you know, new materials that that work okay. and techniques and, and yeah. And the, the openness then, is that is that something where you're trying to consciously do by being on the repair shop? Um, because obviously I haven't seen many... Um, ceramic restorers that are on TV. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it done. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're saying about a closed kind of um, profession. Mm -hmm. But by you being on the workshop, what are you... To, it, it sounds weird what I'm going to ask you, but what are you trying to achieve, even though you've achieved it already? So what I would love is for mm. people to actually know that um, restoration, conservation is an option, really. Option as a career? Yeah, as, okay. a, as a career. Right. You know, I mean, I think... It took me um, until I was probably in my early 20s to even know that sort of restoration existed. Okay. Um, I was always sort of quite interested in museums and history and mm. sort of um, art stuff. I was sort of, I like using my hands and painting and yeah. sort of colour and all of that. Um, and I would just love for, for a sort of the younger people out there to actually yeah. know that this is an option. Yeah. Um, as a career and what a fantastic career it is yeah. you know you can you can do you can work in so many different fields you know you can work in academic fields you know as I was saying you can work on building sites yeah, you know yeah. oh. um, there's loads of different areas that you can do this work in yeah. and one of the joys is that you you are constantly learning yeah. and constantly seeing new things yeah. and, and how lucky am I yeah no you are well I wouldn't say you're lucky. I'm lucky to be in a group of people that we're in, especially in the repair mm -hmm. shop. Um, and for me, you telling me that you was going to go into some training has then inspired me to then say, all right, I'm going to go on a training booth. So when we do have a break, I'm learning how to do lace making. I'm going to do flower reef making. I'm going to, I'm going to try and do oh. as much stuff as I possibly can. You have inspired me. What inspires you? I've got you there, haven't I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> got you think. Yeah. yeah, and what has inspired you? Because it's not only like now what inspires you, but what has inspired you in the past? Is there anything that inspired you to do what you're doing with regards to restoration? Like, what inspired you to do that? Well, it was a, it was um, I would say a really sort of lucky coincidence. I was okay. I was floundering around, right. um, sort of back in the in the eighties. Actually, right. I wasn't really quite sure what direction I wanted to go in. Okay, and I was doing some evening classes right. and just trying out a load of different things because back in the day you yeah. could do um evening <laughs> classes in london very very cheaply okay what, what <laughs> ones did you do now <laughs> so i did i did antique appreciation i did like, antique appreciation uh, yeah what is that 
So it was kind of going around with this this real sort of quirky character of a guy around sort of houses in London and right. sort of little galleries and stuff. And he yeah. taught to us. I have to say, I, I can't remember a huge amount from that. Yeah. But one yeah. of the courses that I did do was right. um, a ceramic restoration course. Okay, right. Um, and it was at Bolt Court in, in London, which is this sort of really quirky lovely old building yeah you probably you've I probably do know been Bulk, there yeah yeah okay it's sort of around fleet street and yeah 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 of, i you, know what you're yeah, talking about yeah kind yeah of cut through like sort of little they've done um, courses there yeah they do courses there yeah not now i, I don't know it's, it's okay a long time ago all right yeah. no it isn't a long keep, you keep saying this long time ago come on she's sifting for a compliment that's what you're doing no girl way. i'm only joking with you so a long time ago you went and done a course there ceramic course. so i did this evening class yeah and um I thought it was okay. It was like, you know, yeah. it, it, I, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, I want to do this for the rest of my life. It was, right. it was kind of interesting. Okay. But while I was there, I overheard the woman that was teaching the course, okay. um, someone called Penny Fisher, right. talking to a group of sort of established students. Yeah. And they obviously knew her and said, oh, Penny, you know, what have you been working on this week? Yeah. And it transpired that she worked at the British Museum yeah. And she was telling them um, that she'd been working on some ancient Egyptian ceramics. Oh, wow. And I remember just sort of, I was bugging into this conversation. I thought, <laughs> wow, yeah. that is amazing. Like, yeah. I didn't even know a job like that existed. Yeah. And like, what a fantastic job, you yeah. know. And it sort of just planted a seed, really. Right. And um, I had a few changes in my life and I um, ended up moving down to Brighton. Okay. And moved out of Stonebridge. Yeah, moved okay. out of Stonebridge. <laughs> right. Skipped out of Stonebridge. <laughs> Skipped out of Stonebridge very quickly and said, right, let's go to Brighton. Yeah. Okay, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I found out about this um, amazing course okay. at West Dean College. Right. Which happens to be right next door to the repair, repair shop. shop. Yeah, it's around the corner. It is. And they're always advertising courses. The only time I'm in Chichester is when I'm filming the repair shop. I would love to do courses there. What's the courses there like? Are they good? Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, yeah. And your eye just twinkled there, yeah. so you must have had a good time there. I am eternally grateful to Westing College, right. actually. Um, they gave me a chance when when things weren't sort of really going very well for me in my right. life. Yeah. Um, and I was really fortunate to be offered a place on a two-year ceramic conservation and restoration course there. Right, yeah. And... They um, suggested that I was a resident there, and it's okay. it's the most it's the most beautiful place. But it it wasn't just that; it was it was um, a really sort of inspiring place to Brilliant. spend two years. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just the teaching; the teaching was amazing. It is like world okay. class. People literally come from all over the world right. to to go there. Yeah. Um, but it was the whole atmosphere of the place and it was um, all the staff that worked there from yeah. the kind of people that, you know, were cleaning the place to okay. the sort of tutors, to the principal. Right. Um, and it, it kind of got me back on track, actually. Brilliant. I'd sort of um, gone off on a bit of a tangent. And so is that what inspired you? Not just the course, but the West Dean, the whole environment it was the whole environment and it was all the people there all like the people. all the people like yeah. the guys behind the bar the you know the teaching staff it yeah. was they 
it was the way that they treated one another. They were just, it didn't matter who you were. It's like right. you were there and it was like, hello, good morning. You yeah, know, yeah. You, just a really sort of civilised place to be. And, mm. and it was a sort of, yeah, I mean, I could almost well up thinking oh, about, bless about being there yeah. because it changed, it changed yeah. my life. And uh, Well, I can see that and it's a shame no one can actually see Kerr's, my... Um, location wife and the queen of the workshop. <laughs> she has got this glow about her and there's a twinkle in her eye when she's talking about Westine that to me, um, I want to go there now, but I'm going to have to have lunch in a bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I can't actually do that. But the, the one thing I would say is that you, you spent two years there mm-hmm. um, and then what happens after the two years, that mean you're qualified then after the two years? Well, I, I don't know about you, Jay, but it's yeah. like anything in life. It's yeah. kind of you go off and you sort of think, oh, yeah, once I've done two years, I kind of know everything there is to know about that. And yeah. actually, at the end of two years, yeah. you realise you know nothing. <laughs> you're actually at the beginning yeah. of that journey, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. And, you know, you're actually just about ready to start yeah. to start learning, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to, you know, the end of that story was that actually I yeah. went to Westine. Yeah. And I came out and I did a bit of freelance work. Okay. And um, I ended up seeing, at the very last minute, a job advertised at the British Museum in the conservation department. Really? And I remember I put in this very sort of last minute um, CV, yeah. thinking there is no way on earth I will ever get a job like that. Yeah. Anyway, I was off to an interview and yeah. I turned up the interview <laughs> and that's another that's another story that's another, story. That's another gonna, story for another day we're gonna do that in another yeah, chapter that, that okay was a, that was <laughs> kind of quite funny anyway um it was amazing they offered me the job well not there on the spot no, no, okay but you know they kind of a week later i got the letter saying yeah we'd like to offer you a position yeah yeah and it was kind of almost five years to the day that i had overheard yeah um penny fisher like chatting yeah. about this amazing job at the British Museum yeah. that I found myself in the ceramics conservation department at the British Museum with a loads of Egyptian crumbly pots right, right. working with Penny no. Fisher Seriously. was he working with her? yeah <laughs> what? and it was like you know dream job come true and then your kind of mentor the person that well not mentor the person that you heard inspired you to think well, hold on a minute that's quite an interesting job there I was and then you're there yeah. working with her and do you know what I, I kind of lost contact with her over the years oh, um, when we moved on. Yeah. But through the repair shop... No way. She got in touch with me. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. What's she amazing. doing? What's she's, Penny doing? She's, she's, she's still, still in the game? Yeah, she's freelance. Oh. But, you know, how amazing is that? Oh, brilliant. There's and been a lot of that, actually, reconnecting. It's been really... So there's been a lot of reconnecting yeah. because of the repair shop? Yeah. In a good way? In a, yeah, all In good. In a really good way? All good. Okay, that's yeah. what I like to hear. Because Penny now, um, yeah, what was I going to say? I was going to ask a question about Penny. If she's still in, have you guys met up? That's what I wanted to find out. Have you met up? Because I know you're extremely busy. You've got the repair shop you're filming, and then you've also got work outside. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes getting to meet people and stuff like that can be hard. But have you met we up? We have talked about meeting up and okay. we are trying to meet up yeah it's, but you're as, going to yeah we are going to meet up it's just as you say a matter of time it's yeah. just yeah but we will definitely yeah okay so you've been inspired by i would say westine and then also by penny mm-hmm. is there anything else that's inspired you to do what you do anything that inspired what do you like to do when you're chilling um i'm yeah 
like there's loads I love to do I mean you know I'm quite a sort of busy person okay you know I love um I love being outdoors you know yeah. I love walking I've got yeah. a, a gorgeous dog <laughs> yeah, yeah that needs walking yeah that needs walking <laughs> right. very naughty gorgeous dog <laughs> right um I'm fortunate I live sort of quite close to the the South Downs okay National Park so I yeah. can get up onto the hills you can walk and around. walk I love gardening, yeah. um, I read, I love music, yeah. you know, just time with my family and, yeah. you know, friends. You need yeah, your yeah. friends, don't no, you? No, you do need your friends, you do need your friends. And really also, um, friends that have become, well, started off with work colleagues and then uh, have become friends, right? So <laughs> you need us as well. Oh, you um, know I do. <laughs> thank you. So one of the things I do want to do is I do want to um, talk more about everything that you've got going on because basically, as I said, you are the queen of the workshop. Most people see you on the repair shop and they don't really know about you. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a series of conversations just to find out a bit about you. I don't want to know too much, um, <laughs> but I only want to know what you're willing to mm-hmm. actually stay. Um, yeah. Because I know most of us are of, our age, of an age where we want to kind of stay private, mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense. We, mm-hmm. it, I know we're living in this social media world where it's like, okay, tell me everything about your life, tell me all of this, um, make a record of everything that you're doing on every second, mm-hmm. and we're not kind of built that way. Is that... No, that's true. Yeah. So with yourself, um, what's the one thing... I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, no defensive <laughs> pose. What the Queen just done there <laughs> is she done her arms crossed. In series one, um, the production company asked me to ask some questions to people. And when I asked my dear location wife um, <laughs> questions about her life and about what she's doing, she was just so defensive. It was unbelievable. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. And if you have watched series one, one thing I am going to say, from series one to series four and five, what we're mm. filming now, my location wife has grown up immensely and she is looking radiant um it's unbelievable the transformation that she makes in the ceramics but the transformation she has done within herself just being happy and content i believe um with her life you can actually see it 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 shines through so i am um honored to be in the presence of my location (laughs) wife so i'm back to the question the question is (laughs) i thought thought i'd swerved it there (laughs) i know you did but i've come back the question is can you tell me one thing that people would not know about you? And you can't say Stonebridge. One interesting <laughs> fact that people would not know about you. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Jay. I played the violin. There you go. <laughs> now, would you believe it? Played the, when did you play the violin? I've played it most of my life. Oh, you still play the violin yeah, now? Yeah, I still play. Really? You yeah. really play the violin? Yeah. So when we had a violin come in, you could have played that? I could, yeah. All right, see, now we've just got a scoop. So if we ever get another violin coming, I guarantee you we're going to have the Queen playing the violin. That's really cute. Well, it's the first conversation that we've had with her, and this is part one, and there's going to be another one. And I've just had my, or our son, come over. Will's in front of us now, just taking a picture of the two of us. And basically, um, I'm going to speak to my location wife another time. So thanks for listening. And um, anything you want to say? Thanks very much, Jay. You're more than welcome. It's always a pleasure talking to you. It's such a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Right. And then...